Hey everyone, Ross Kenyon from Nori here. This is a bonus episode of Reversing Climate Change. Nori is pleased to announce our first lightning sale in which carbon removal certificates are available for purchase from the public. We're very excited because this is Nori's first revenue, which is a big step for any new company. And this is the first step in our fully launching the platform. There will be a few more bonus episodes documenting this process if you'd like to follow our progress. And today I have with me Sean Keener, a self-described travel servant and co-founder of Boots and All, which is one of the original long-term travel communities of the internet and chairman of Airtrex. Sean is our first carbon removal certificate buyer in the Nori Lightning Sale for Boots and All. Sean, thanks so much for being a trailblazer and being on the show. Awesome, Ross. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, we we are uh, reciprocally stoked, one might say. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, what is it that you do, and why is buying carbon removal so important to you? <laughs> well, what do we do? We we want to see a gap year on every resume, Ross. We think it's one of the best ways to learn whether it's a you know a trip around the United States or your home country, but get away from your home to learn about the world. So that's that's really why we started. I traveled around the world when I was 22, 23 years old on 6,000 bucks for 18 months and it just totally reinvented how I saw the world. I did I thought when I left that everybody liked the Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks and beer and when I left, I realized that uh my way is not the only way. So we've been just working on that for almost 21 years now and you know, we sell a lot of around the world air tickets. We help people do complex multi-stop travel through uh, Airtrex, which is an online travel agency that helps people do that sort of transformational travel. And of course, we're aware of the carbon footprint of our customers. And we do a lot of different things to uh, help our customers offset that. And we do a lot of things ourselves. In fact, we started going virtual with our offices in 2003, and we went fully virtual in 2009. So we have colleagues in about, 12, I think, 10 to 15 countries around the world. And everybody's commute is to their desk, wherever that is. For some people, it's in a co-working space. And Oftentimes, it's in their home. So I, I got exposed to Nori through your colleague. Yeah, Alessandra. Yeah. One of her old friends started a climate gap year company. And I was investigating that to try and help young people learn about that. And he told me about Nori. And when I saw what you were doing with blockchain and really providing what looks to me is super duper accountability on how this is done. It got me really excited. So I personally invested earlier this year and also bought a, a bunch of pre-carbon credits for boots and all as well. So yeah, that's great. I mean, if your customers are flying around the world, then uh, that's sort of the only option. And people want to know that what they're doing. And like, for instance, I've flown a lot and I've taken I wouldn't call it a gap year so much as I traveled around working for my computer for many years in my 20s. I have a lot to make up for and I've never bought offsets on a plane because I'm like, does this work? I'd have to look into this. And uh, it's the same as if like someone on the street approaches me about a charity. I'm like, in order for me to give you any amount of money, I'd have to go home and research like, where does this money go? Is this actually effectual? And I've sort of been waiting, at least as a consumer myself, for something like Nori to even begin wrapping my head around how to account for all my travel. Totally, Russ. That's what makes me so excited about what y'all are doing. We've been investigating this for a few years and it, it's really hard to tell what you're really paying for, like you said. So if you guys could make it happen, we're, we're totally on board. So yay. Yeah. 
There's been talk internally at Nori of doing some sort of tithing process for like a <laughs> salary or, or, or tokens that are issued for being like a certain amount conventionally for religious institutions is 10% that yep. goes to, to offsetting or, or negating one's emissions. And there's been internal debate to what degree individuals will be participating in that. But I think we all know it's it's time to do that. And well, I'm glad you're taking a step for people at your organizations. Is this something that you're going to be offering customers of yours? Or is this something that you're going to be using to negate the emissions of people who you work with? That's a great that's a great question, Ross. We're not sure yet. If you all come up with an API, we'll happily build it into our shopping cart software so that folks can do it and you know we can that that are purchasing, as well as, you know, we would definitely consider matching. It depends on how it works, of course. Gotta make sure that the the financial piece works out. I think I told you previously, you know, we've been looking at Corsia and what the airlines are planning on doing. And, you know, to me, it's just, I don't even know what it is right now. It looks like a great idea, but we're not sure how that's going to work its way through to actually making a difference. <laughs> yeah. We, Do you have any idea on how that's going to work for people that are thinking about airfare? Because they've, you know, they've made a little bit of a stink about it. I do. We, we've been following Corsia, which is the, the scheme for which airlines for international flights are going to uh, account for their emissions and deal with them. And, and they're right now they're taking, they closed the proposal process for, for various ways of negating and offsetting. And as far as I understand, they're de- debating it now, but we're watching it pretty closely because there's international flight emissions are quite a lot. And yeah. there's not a lot of availability for them to deal with it through insetting or decarbonizing. Like, for instance, I don't think we're going to see planes running on batteries and, and electric rather than liquid fuels anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah. I think the, the possibility for them to become a very large uh, supporter of uh, carbon removal, I think it, I think it's there. But yeah. I think it's going to take a couple of years. I don't even think Corsia launches until sometime in the early 2020s. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for describing it a little bit. We, some of my colleagues and I have been looking at it and trying to uh, decipher when is this going to happen? Is this something we can get behind? Because we know that some of the airlines are already doing some things or at least claiming to do some things regarding carb- carbon removal. So, you know, there could be some double or, or triple dipping on that. But that's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably fine. Yeah, there's stuff like I've seen them using increasingly more electric vehicles at airports for ground services. There's experimentation with new types of fuels that I think stuff with algae that's really, really neat. That's trying to approach uh, at least carbon neutrality or at least less intensive emissions coming off of liquid fuels for flights. But I'll keep you posted on that. In any case, though, I'm I'm glad that you decided not to wait for Corsia and just said, we're just going to do this unilaterally. We care about carbon removal. We want our travel. I mean, I imagine your customers too, gap year people, uh, long-term travelers, they tend to have strong ethical sentiments. Totally, Ross. I mean, we're kind of like the anti-Disney company. You know, like Disney, you can pay them five, 10 grand to go for a week to go on a cruise or go get, you know, the the experience down there at whether it's, you know, whatever resort they have. And boy, they're they're good at that. But for the the same amount of money, you can go have an experience maybe in one or two countries and really connect with people from a different culture and or region of the world to kind of open your eyes in a way that oftentimes can transform your perspective in your life. 
I definitely agree. I've gotten so much out of traveling and often done it with so little money and been, been so broke uh, historically doing it. But that might be the best way to do it. <laughs> I, I like that it forces creativity out of you. You can't always buy your way out of problems. And there's something about, yeah, like I've done some hitchhiking before. I've done a couple longer distance hitchhiking trips. And Sweet. often the people that would help me would be the people that had the least to give. I'm like, God, this is so refreshing. Like you, you need help, but you've helped me before you've even helped yourself almost. And there's just dozens and hundreds of, of unique experiences that I've had that have changed how I thought that made the history and the books I've been reading come alive that uh, I'm really grateful for. And I, I think people should probably travel more and get outside their backyard. So thanks for helping people do that and also helping no. them do so in a if carbon negative or at least approaching carbon neutrality kind of a way. Totally, totally. Well, we're we're trying our best and, you know, it's a learning curve for, I think, for us and presumably, you know, including your audience here at Nori. You know, one of the things I, I think about the more I've been studying this the past few years, Ross, it just seems like a big math problem. Like at the end of the day, and it's hard to know all the inputs and outputs because it's the world. <laughs> of course, it sounds like, you know, Nori might be able to get a good crack on that with uh, the first, uh, you know, the lightning sale that we bought at whatever it was last week. You at least narrowed down to a high degree of certainty. How much is this, uh, this farmer putting back into the, into the earth? Because this is sequestration, right? That's right. Um, so rather than maybe for our listeners who are not aware of the difference, rather than a, a lot of conventional offset credits will say, that uh, when you buy this credit, someone will install some sort of device at a power plant that will cause them to emit less carbon dioxide or other greenhouse gases in the future, whereas carbon removal specifically, uh, exclusively, and discreetly only deals with emissions that are already in the atmosphere that need to be pulled out. Because if we stopped emitting immediately, there's still quite a lot of uh, greenhouse gases in the atmosphere that are already putting us on a course towards danger. Uh, that need to come out. So that's totally. why we focus exclusively on carbon removal. And that's what we do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for describing it more to me every time I look at your white paper or whatever's going on. I don't understand every nuance to it, but I'm glad that uh, y'all are focusing on it. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of what the, the podcast has been too, because there, there's a lot of stuff that if you want to know everything, we've been pretty transparent and you can just go learn it all. But we want to make it as simple that uh, you can trust it without having to understand all the math or exactly what a blockchain does, et cetera. Because it, it gets real nerdy and esoteric real quick. And that isn't necessarily... People are busy. Uh, I don't know that there's that many people who really want to. I just started listening to the podcast. As I told you the other day, I listened to Joel Salatin's episode. And that guy's amazing. And I was just happy to hear that there's farmers like him that can actually be helping. Because you know some of these uh, large-scale farms seem to be hurting in a big way. So um, I was just happy to hear your staff thinks that he's actually putting, you know, half to one and a half carbon, what is it, carbon credits per acre per year back into, you know, I guess sequestering it. I thought, ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Joel, what a, what a character that guy is and <laughs> definitely marches to it, I should say, his own uh, drum. But yeah, you should listen to the one that we have with Trey Hill. So Trey Hill, the carbon removal certificates that you uh, have bought originate on his farm in Maryland. And he's also doing a bonus episode. 
uh, same as you are. So you have to check well, it out. hello, hello, Trey, and thank you very much. <laughs> I'll relay your message. Yeah. Awesome. Thank um, you, Ross. Well, Sean, if someone wanted to learn more about uh, Boots and All or Air Tracks, what's the sure. best way for them to be a part of your business? Sure, sure. I think probably there, there's two ways. You know, we have a newsletter on Air Treks that we send out once or twice a month with uh, round the world specials, as well as connecting with people that have done this sort of long term travel, whether it's a few weeks or a few years. And so you can go to bootsandall.com and sign up for a newsletter there, or go to airtreks.com, which is our our online travel agency, and sign up for the newsletter there and. Or email me, Sean, S-E-A-N, at bootsandall.com, B-O-O-T-S-N-A-L-L.com. Thank you very much, Ross. Yeah, thank you, Sean. And uh, if you would like to participate in the lightning sale yourself, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, And if you like the show, please give us a great rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Tell your friends. Let them know that carbon removal is now available for purchase through the Nori Marketplace and help us get these podcasts out there. I think a big part of what we do here is an educational mission. We're learning as we go, and we're trying to bring you along with us. So if you know people uh, that would appreciate our particular idiosyncratic uh, blend of insight, humor, and just being goofballs, definitely uh, share it with them. And thank you so much for listening.